Hello, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Lit AF with me, your host, Sarah Cohan. I'm so excited to be here with you guys today. And surprise, I'm the only guest. What? I know you're stuck with me for the next however long. And um, I didn't have a guest lined up for today. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to do this by myself. And I'm really excited to talk with you guys today about how to be anti-racist and talk about what I'm doing. I want to hear what you're doing and keep this momentum going so that we can see some actual change in the world. Because guess what? It's not going to happen in a day. It's going to happen over the course of many, many, many years. So first, I just want to start with a little vulnerability. I um, actually recorded kind of the beginnings of this podcast for Juneteenth, which was last Friday. And Juneteenth, for those of you that don't know, is um, a celebration of the last slave that was emancipated in the United States. And it happened, I think, 155 years ago in Galveston, Texas. And of course, Texas, it had to be Texas. Am I right? There's like, there's so many things there. But um, I only found out about this holiday last year, which is insane to me. Um, I have lived in diverse communities. I'm a well-educated woman. And the fact that I didn't know about this insanely important celebration was really sad to me. So I was really excited. I got fired up and I was like, mm, I'm going to record this video and I'm going to share my thoughts on how to be anti-racist and really give this holiday what it deserves. And I recorded a video for Instagram and then I was like, mm, I feel weird about it. I just feel like I'm not saying the right thing and some things might be taken out of context and I was scared. And so I showed it to my husband <laughs> and he did not give me the validation that I was looking for. <laughs> and that's fair. Like he is not an expert on this either. And um, <laughs> I, instead of posting it, just kind of let the hours tick by until it was the end of the day. And I was like, well, uh, it's not really worth posting anymore. So I just basically ran and hid, which is um, really disappointing. But it's also really real. So I want to share that because I'm very nervous for this podcast. I'm no expert, but um, my husband pointed out to me very recently that I'm a white woman and that people listen to me. And sometimes people don't always listen to him, a Mexican immigrant to America. And not only did that just make me so sad that that is real in the state of our world, um, but it really lit a fire in me to speak my truth, no matter how scary it is, and be vulnerable and accept the feedback. So please, I look forward to your feedback. I look forward to your thoughts. I look forward to your suggestions because I need them um, just as much. So um, in exercising the power of my voice, here I am to talk with you guys today about how I'm trying, I'm attempting to be anti-racist. And I just want to start by saying that I am racist. Um, I think I'm a good person, but I grew up in a society with racism. And 
it's so subliminal and it's so hard to catch. And um, I like to think of it as euphemisms. For example, I got by by the skin of my teeth. Skin of my teeth. What the fuck does that mean? I have no skin on my teeth. <laughs> if I did, that would be weird. Euphemisms, right? We know them. I mean, I if you grew up in America or English-speaking country, you know that, right? But if you didn't and you're just learning the language and you hear the phrase skin of my teeth, you're like, mm, okay, are we eating some meat? Is this a barbecue? What What's going on? It doesn't, you know, you don't really understand that it means just getting by. And same in Spanish, right? So my husband is from Mexico and he will tell me phrases in Spanish. And I'm like, that literally doesn't make any sense. But because I have you here to communicate it, I understand now that it means this, right? So if you didn't grow up with it, <clears throat> then you don't understand what it means. But if you did grow up with it, you just know it right away, implicitly. You're like, yeah, this is exactly what it means. And I don't even know why I say this, right? So how are we applying the same theory to racism? First step is just admitting it. It's hard. It feels weird. I don't want to be a bad person. It doesn't mean I'm a bad person. It just means that I grew up in a culture with racism. That's it. And what, I'm, what am I doing to work on this? So I'm incorporating a daily journal practice. So at night when I crawl into bed and I'm journaling about my day, I'm adding a section about racism and I'm just jotting down with no emotional reaction how moments where I was racist today. And it could be assumptions that I made, like checking out at the grocery store. It could be um, being scared of someone that I was walking by on the street. I mean, any of those things. And they're just tiny little micro aggressions that people can feel. So right, we're all, we've got energy all around us, right? And we can feel when someone is upset or hurt or happy or sad, we can just feel it. We're very intuitive people. And so when someone around us is being racist and they're making assumptions, that other person can feel it. So I want to clear that all out. I want to get it all out so that I can accept people for who they are as humans, right? We're all humans. We're all valid. None of us are more important than the other. We are all valid as human beings. So at night, I'm journaling about my racist thoughts. And I'm going to say, I'm going to be brave <laughs> and share with all of you that um, just the other day, I was walking down my street that I live on and someone walked by, it was a person of color. And the reptilian part of my brain just went it straight into fear mode. And it was just like, oh, God, it was just like run cross street. And I'm like, what is that? This person, again, is a human being. They are in my community. And I need to retrain my brain that it doesn't just because they're a person of color doesn't mean that they have ill will or they're going to hurt me or I'm unsafe. So what I'm doing is a, it's a little trick called equilibrating, which means um, I am trying to undo those years of visuals of people of color being bad and violent. Um, and instead, I'm recalibrating 
with with repetition, with um, compassionate, loving thoughts, right? So instead of walking by and just being like so scared, instead I was like grounding into myself and just saying, this is a human being. This person is walking in my community. How beautiful is that? And I am safe. I have no need to worry. And then send it, like, just imagine how much better it is to be walking by me when I'm feeling those emotions rather than walking by me when I have fear. It's so much better. So that's another trick that I'm trying to do, which is equilibrate, trying to change how my reptilian brain is going to react when I am put into these situations. And the other thing I'm trying to do is communicate as much as possible. So if you are reading a book, if you are watching a movie about racism, please reach out to me. Send me a message. I want to talk to you about it. I'm talking to my whole family about it. And it's awesome, the conversations that we're having. And I think that these conversations have a ripple effect. So the more we're talking about it, the more that they are talking about it, they're talking about it, they're talking about it, they're talking about it, they're talking about it. All of a sudden, the whole world is thinking about how they are racist and how they can change their thoughts and their actions to make this a more inclusive world. And this is so important because I, as a white woman, get to go home and just journal and just think about, mm, oh, I was racist today. A person of color has to walk out of their house every single day, scared that they're going to get brutalized by the police, not given the chances that they deserve as a valid human being. I mean, it's absurd. So they have to deal with it every single day. I think I can dedicate a few hours every week to this practice to make space for everyone in this world to be comfortable. So I'm also reading White Fragility. And please, if you're reading this book, reach out to me. I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, And then, of course, I'm watching movies about it. And it doesn't have to be all the time. We've got to take breaks. We've got to take care of ourselves. Um, But please don't stop. This is an amazing moment in time where we have some real power to make some amazing change. And again, that change is going to take time. So another thing that I'm doing is I'm making a promise to myself to speak up when I hear or see something happening. And what that means is if I'm in a meeting or if I'm in a conversation where someone makes a racist remark, I'm going to speak up because it's time. And I know it's a hard thing to do. And I don't want people to think that I'm stuck up or that I'm a prude or that I'm um, not cool enough to like go along with their racist behavior. No, it's not flying anymore with me. I'm going to say something and I'm scared. And instead of preparing for calmness, I am preparing to be scared in that moment. So I'm going to share a resource list. Um, there's an amazing resource guide. It's called anti-racism resource list for beginners. And that's by Tiffany Bowen. And, um, I'm also going to share a book list as well as a movie list. So those are the resources that I have. Of course, there's so many other ways to get involved. Go out and protest. Donate to an organization that is making change. I've made a donation to Color of Change. My husband is donating to the Minnesota Freedom Project. There's so many organizations right now that you can donate to make positive change in the world. Those are just a few of my thoughts. I know there's so many more things. There's so many more resources. There's so many more things that people can do. 
Um, and I hope, you know, please share them. I'm looking forward to hearing about them. And I'm so glad that they work for you. You just got to find that thing, right? So I'm really excited um, this week to announce that I will be hosting a storytelling workshop. And I'm going to be mixing in some of my improv comedy training, as well as um, this kind of just the bare bones study of storytelling to help you put together a story that you're working on. And you'll leave this session with a workshop story that you can go on and share. So that's perfect timing, right? Because we're all doing a little storytelling right now. For more information, please visit my Instagram account. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah, S-A-R-H underscore shines, plural, S-H-I-N-E-S underscore on O-N. I'm looking forward to next week's episode. So we're going to have Tony Coyote Perez, who uh, is the superintendent of Black Rock City. He recently wrote a book and he is a master storyteller. So I'm very excited to have him here. And I hope you guys just have a wonderful week. Do me a favor. If you liked this episode, please give Lit AF a review in Apple Podcasts. You can give it a five-star rating because, you know, love those stars. Um, And then also write a review. I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much.